Do you love the sound of squeaking sneakers on a shiny hardwood? You get just as pumped about a fast break dunk as you do a touchdown pass. Would you be just as excited to meet Jimmy Jackson as you would Archie Griffin? If so, then this is the show for you. You're listening to Shots from the Shot, presented by the OHIO Podcast. Now it's game time. OHIO. Welcome back to Shots from the Shots. I'm joined here today with by eric boggs how are you doing today it's been better days uh we've had better days anyways as buckeye fans but uh we're getting kind of used to this uh coming up just a little bit short thing monk right yeah hopefully they get the uh injury situations figured out at ohio state because it seems to be plaguing us all in every sport yeah they're, they're all bad right now except for i think uh hockey hockey yeah. pretty good yeah uh, the, the women's basketball team despite the one of their best players being out with in or two actually now out with injury they're still kicking it though so i gotta hand it to them yeah they're doing good all right but uh we're gonna jump right into it so our first segment the importance of isaac likely and eugene brown being back in the lineup uh what are your thoughts on that well, I would say Isaac Likely for sure offers uh, Chris Holtman some nice uh, different matchups he can play with, especially at the two guards. But uh, as we've seen the last couple days, it's or last couple games anyways, what it has offered him is a, a, a true point guard off the bench um, that gives him some depth. And uh, for a ball handler, and it's given them a little bit of uh, a rejuvenation as far as offense. I mean, one of the things I like is being able to see suing uh, play the two or three, as opposed to always having to, you know, be that kind of backup point guard. And of course, he's he's able to play anything up down to a four. And I've even seen him in the post posting up a little bit. So it just I feel like it just offers him more flexibility uh, having likely back there uh, when it comes to a ball handler as far as Eugene Brown is concerned his athleticism is a little bit of a shot in the arm I also think defensively he can do uh, he's a little bit longer of a guy but I don't think that's where his strong point is to be honest with you I've watched the last two games and he was supposed to be really good defensively and I'm just not seeing it last two games now maybe that's the part of his game that's going to have to catch up here uh, sooner rather than later. But usually, bunk defense is the first thing comes back. It's your shot that follows. You know, that's it's your offensive side of the game that that tends to lag behind. Um, but so far, from what I've seen, um, he's just he's a, just a step behind a little bit uh, defensively. Um, of course, he is a good rebounder, and it, and that has a lot to do with that athleticism. So maybe at times when he needs a bigger body, uh, when you know, especially right now when you have, um, you know, the injury bug that's that's hit us with uh, Zed and, and everybody else. I mean, that's that that's important to have that depth. Right um, now with Eugene Brown with his defense struggling, do you think any of that might have to do with him coming off a concussion and then all the issues that? Um, Kyle Young had with concussions after he got his first major one and it just continued to be like a reoccurring thing. Like, you know, that, that, could, that could play into your mental a little bit and be sure. worried about bodying up in there, especially when they got you on a seven foot four center <laughs> like they did the other night. That was right. Hilarious. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a mental hurdle that comes back from a major injury like that, especially a scary one. You know, it was, it's kind of interesting monk when you look over, um, the history of, uh, athletic injuries over time. Right. So like it used to be a knee injury could possibly end your career, you know? Right. Now it's almost no big deal. It's like, ah, oh, six months, you're back. Yeah, that's um, crazy. <laughs> but then it's like back in the day, a head injury was ignored. <laughs> you were right. just, oh, come on, be tough. You know, you just got your bell rung. Get back in there, kid. You know, today it's treated much differently. It is more serious. I would I would argue that a head injury today is more serious than a knee injury is. I, I agree 100 um, percent seeing some documentaries on it like with nfl players was that um running back from baltimore jamal lewis like he can barely read at a like a third or fourth grade level now because of all the concussions and head injuries that he's had through his career when he was playing so it's definitely scary like i worry about that all the time with my son but Part yeah, of it. yeah, it is part of it. I think the I think one of the reasons why you're seeing so many more head injuries today than maybe in the past. Well, in football, uh, if you've ever listened to the OHIO podcast, which I'm sure the majority of you who are listening to this podcast do, our theory is, and Aaron attests to this, that the turf has a lot to do with that. That there's there's little give to this turf, even this newer new age stuff is, even though it feels super soft. Um, it it just doesn't have the same kind of impact that natural grass does. Right. Um, so there's that aspect of it. But a hardwood floor is a hardwood floor. And I've had my bell rung on a hardwood floor before. You know, it hurts. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't <laughs> care who you are. It hurts. Um, of course, you know, I probably had a minor concussion or two in my playing time and literally had no idea that that's what it was because uh, right. they just didn't call it that. But <laughs> Uh, you know, it's one of those things, Monk, where, you know, what as far as affecting his ability to come back and play, I think there is some hesitation. But I don't know that it's fear, being fearful of the injury as much as it is him just getting back into game shape. I right. mean, you can practice all you want to, but those game reps and, and, and a true up and down game mean a lot. And if you look at the game today against Maryland as we record this on Sunday afternoon – Maryland absolutely stretched the floor on you with that full court press. And I mean, you were, you were stressed the entire time. So usually offensively, you can almost, you know, offensively, you can almost catch your breath a little bit compared to the defensive side where you're, you know, using a much more uh, energy to defend than it is to be on offense. But when a team is pressing you like that, you're under distress for, for 40 minutes, man. And, I just didn't see the legs with him today. Uh, he had right. a little bit more energy against Purdue than he did against the Turtles. <laughs> well, I got I got a solution for him on that. If they play Maryland again, is they practice with the women's team because that's what that women's team does the whole game too. Just presses <laughs> right right from the get. Yeah, they didn't handle handle it well, especially coming out out of halftime. We had a five point lead going into half. We finished the first half extremely well, and those first eight minutes of the second half were like watching paint dry. It was terrible. I think um, I think the Turtles went on like a uh, fourteen or fifteen nothing run to start the Ouch. half. 
And it was just it, there was nothing we could do to get out of it. Holtman called a couple timeouts, tried to get them uh, to get that momentum back. And by the time they did get the momentum back, you know, midway to uh, you know seven eight minutes to go in the game, it was almost too late because Maryland had just built up a big enough lead that they just ran away with it. So they did not handle that full court press well. And I think if you know, and this is a copycat league, Jason. Right. I can I can almost guarantee you that Ohio State's going to see a press from just about every opponent they play from here on out now. Oh, I'm sure. Hopefully McNeil's ankle will be better soon because I'm sure he would help be able to break the press because I'm, I'm, Noah's ankle wasn't 100% if he played today. There's no way. Um, he played really well until he got – he kind of kind of rolled it again. Oh, and uh, he was done at that point. But uh, up to that point, man, he was shooting lights out. Uh, he was having a really, really good game. And and we jumped out to a nice lead. And, and thanks in large part, he hit we had nine points. I think we were up nine, seven at one point, And he had six, two, three pointers, six of those points. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, he, he started off really well. Uh, but then after that injury, it was it was kind of. His game was was done. He ended up playing 26 minutes. He came back um, and it ended up with eight points. Yeah, so he had six points in the first couple minutes and then only scored one more bucket after that. Well, he's definitely got a heart and toughness. And uh, But uh, with that, we'll kind of move on, and this kind of falls in with the first question. Um, with likely being out, it really pushed for Bruce Thornton to get a real shot to see what he can do running the team. How do you feel the rise of his play has been? Uh, Bruce Thornton has is he's developing. Um, I would say that he, along with Roddy Gale Jr., are going to they're they're running into their first real, um, let's call them speed bumps in their career. This right. happens typically with freshmen. You 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 play well against lesser opponents, and then when you get into Big Ten play. You find out what real physical college basketball is all about. <laughs> right. Um, they're 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 figuring that out right now. Um, he's playing well. I would say, in in all honesty, that Bruce Thornton is playing much better than I anticipated him playing. Um, again, he was actually the one in the second half that was really struggling with the press. They had to get likely back in there bad. Right. Um, but Thornton ended up playing 25 minutes to Isaac Likely's 24. So he's out there on the court just as much. And he ended up with seven points where Likely ended up with two. Likely's not looking to score. He's just looking to, you know, handle the basketball, put the team into motion and offense, and then di- and distribute that basketball. Bruce Thornton's a little bit more of a scorer. And uh, he looks to score a little bit more. And that part of his game, I think, as well. But the part of his game that needs to develop right now is more of the true point guard aspect of handling the basketball, breaking the press, getting the team into its offense, um, backing the team out of its offense when things aren't looking good and resetting. Uh, You see Isaac likely do that very well. That just comes with time and experience. And that's the one thing that Bruce Thornton's lacking. Um, And he's kind of getting a trial by fire right now, him and Roddy Gale Jr. And, and I'll tell you what Felix Akpar really is right now. With, right. <laughs> uh, with Zed Key out with injury, man. Akpara is, is the starting center right now. And he, he play, you know, he only ended up playing 12 minutes. I mean, it wasn't like uh, he 
did you know had a ton of ton of time on the on the court. Um, only ended up with two points. Uh, he got in foul trouble, so I mean that so, that <laughs> that hurt. But um, Every, everything I praised him for after the Purdue game, he yeah. completely did the opposite today. Then, huh? <laughs> yeah, but but that's to be expected with freshmen, man. Right. You know the consistency is the biggest part. The, I'll tell you, you knocked it out of the ballpark at the beginning of the year talking about how good you thought. Uh, Bruce, um, uh, uh, excuse, not Bruce uh, Thornton, but uh, Bryce. Bryce, Bryce Sensenball. Thank you. How good Bryce was going to be. He ended up leading the team in mi- uh, uh, almost minutes. He had 31. Justin Suing had 33. But Bruce Sensenball led the team in scoring again with 22. And that was after a really slow start to this game offensively. The dude is just an absolute beast with the basketball in his hands. And what really stinks about all of this, Monk, is he's going to go pro at the end of the year. Yeah. He's going to be he's going to be a lottery draft pick. And by the time that Roddy Gale Jr. and Bruce Thornton develop and and are really good basketball players as sophomores next year, imagine where this team could have been if Bruce Sensenball were to be with them. But it just stinks, man. I do it all the time. I sit back and think about all the players from past, like Greg Oden, Conley Jr., Russell, like all these guys, uh, Mullins, Kofis, what their teams could have been if they stayed two or three years. How many titles do you think we'd probably have right now? Uh, at least two. I'm saying it's, I'd say like five, honestly, with some of the players they had because them teams were close yeah. without them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you 100% that Sensabaugh is a one and done. <laughs> you can't blame the kid, though. But, man, oh, no, he, he, his game is so fun to watch, especially now that he's really going into that mid-range and seeing his little turnarounds and little floaters mid-range the other night against Purdue. Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a top 10 pick. I think I, – I, I don't – I don't know of – more than maybe nine other guys in college football or college basketball right now that have his game and he's a, and he's a true freshman. That's what's scary. Right. He's that good. Right. Right now he's that good. <laughs> and he, he's going to just, yeah, get better and better. Like and when he builds, I mean, he's already a big dude, but you know, he's going to develop in his body even more. So like, I would hate to match up with him <laughs> down the road. That's for sure. Is what is he like? Two two forty five, two fifty at least. Oh, he, it, it, well, he's thick, but he's not fat. Is the thing. I he is all muscle, dude. Like when when people call him baby Zion, I, I mean it, it really makes sense. But here's the thing: I don't. I think he's more athletic physically than baby than Zion was. I mean, Zion had more was more thick and more wide. You know, right? Uh, Bryce is Bryce is. I think built more like a tr- typical uh nba power forward is so i you know i think he's gonna do just great oh yeah he, he and he's got a better shot earlier in his career i mean because williamson he you know he was basically just dunking on everybody <laughs> and he's you know slowly developed that shot i mean he's got a great jump shot now but you know he can't stay healthy either that dude's always hurt it's almost like he's too big for his for his legs or something. Yep. Yep, <laughs> you called it. 
that or all that uh, super high uh, jumping athleticism and landing all the time is taking its toll. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and then, so we'll go on to our uh, next subject. And then this one's just kind of personal for me because I, you know, I always like to go for the underdog. I don't get why the media just does not give uh, Bowen Hardman any credit for being a part of this this last recruiting class. Well, it's, like, it's, it's because <laughs> he's gonna. It's because he's gonna be redshirted. That's uh, that's why. Oh, I know, but he's still he's there. He's part of it, and it's always oh, there's the four freshmen. It's like, dude, there's five. Come on, <laughs> give the kids some love. <laughs> yeah, he's uh he's uh he's gonna be accounted the next year's class. It sure appears like that. That's the case, but um if and if that's the case, you know, I would be super upset if I'm Kalen Etzler, man, because he's a redshirt freshman. Why am I not getting counted to these guys? But it is it is clear as day, in my opinion, that this is a four freshman class as far as what how just the, the playing time and what Coach Holtman believes is going to be the core moving forward too. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I like that he doesn't have to rush in there, and he's you know he's going to be a developmental guy because we'll have him for you know three four years, and I just I think. By the time we get to that year three or four, he's he's going to be a special talent. You know, I could see he's, he's got a lot of uh, Diebler in his game, but I think he's got a little better handle than uh, motion with the ball than what Diebler did. And I think he's got just as good of a shot, so we'll see. I, I got high expectations for him, though, personally. Yeah, yes, you do. <laughs> I just I like it. I like his game, man. I don't know. I, you know, tried to catch as much as I could of his high school stuff during the recruiting process. And he just seemed to be a real smooth player. I can't really describe it or compare it to anyone specific. It was just like a mixture. But he's I, I think he's going to be a really good player for us, at least I hope. <laughs> he's played in five games, a total of three and a, three and a half minutes. So, uh, so he's, he's not hit shots. He has he yeah uh, he has hit a couple threes so um, it'll be interesting to see what he <laughs> see what he does I mean uh, I don't look for him to get any more playing time this year unless there's something terrible happens with injuries but yeah it'll be interesting to see if he's able to take this year and really grow from it and be be a contributor as a sophomore right. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to seeing it, that's for sure. But, yeah, I just had to get that out of the way because, I don't know, that just kind of bothered me over the last couple of weeks hearing that all the time. I'm like, man, I would just that would be horrible to, <laughs> to not get any respect like that. But hopefully he uses it as a chip on his shoulder, puts in the work even more, and pro- comes out to prove them all wrong. So, all right, our uh, segment four. Has this team's expectations that you had early on, have they matched your expectations or where are you at on that? Hmm. That's a good question because as we prepare for uh, the live show tonight uh, for the OHIO podcast, that's one of the big topics for the 2022 season for the football team was, did they meet your expectations? And I threw that, um, I threw that uh, poll question out there on Facebook, and the results were overwhelmingly no, that the football team did not meet the fan base's expectation. I would be very intrigued, Jason, to see if we asked that same question thus far about the basketball team. 
what it would be because it right right wrong or indifferent the basketball team is not held to the same standard as the football team <laughs> oh absolutely not so so going into the season you remember i was not too high on this team i was kind of like a we'll wait and see and the last two games have shown me that they are who i thought they were going to be they're a good basketball team i think they're an ncaa basketball team they also play in the best conference in college basketball, hands down, from top to bottom. There might be better teams in college basketball and other conferences, but there's not as many really good teams in a conference as you're going to see in the Big Ten. I think that this schedule is going to be very difficult for this team because they are relying so much on, A, transfers who have never played in the Big Ten before, and B, freshmen who have never played in the Big Ten before and who are developing. And that combination is a very dangerous combination when you're going game in and game out against some of the most physical basketball teams in the country. And so there were going to, I knew that there were going to be moments like we've ran into with these last two games with Purdue and Maryland where they play really, really well and they just aren't good enough to win those games. Right. So, so – they are meeting my expectations, but my expectations, Monk, were to be somewhere near the top by the end of the season. Just be near there. Fourth, fifth, somewhere in that within striking distance with a couple weeks to go. I think they're going to be there, but I wouldn't be surprised if most of the Big Ten is there is what right. I'm getting at. Oh, like, yeah. There is no way that uh, the team that wins the Big Ten is going to do so by just by winning every game. It's I don't even I don't even look at the standard standings. I don't know if there's a Big Ten team that's undefeated in conference left already. Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't even looked at that either. But yeah, I mean these last two games, you gotta kind of give it with the injury as Ed Key. I mean, that shows how important he really is, even though he don't put up these super flashy numbers. He's just being an upperclassman, his leadership, his toughness, just everything about his game means everything to the success yeah. of this team. I just pulled up the standings. Everybody has one loss already. Right. Everybody. So you have one, two, three, four. You have five teams at three and one. You have Rutgers at three and two, Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland at, or excuse me, Penn State, Ohio State at two and two, Maryland, Iowa, Nebraska at two and three, Illinois, and Indiana at one and three. Wow. I'm, yeah. Those are two of your best teams in the entire conference. They're both one and three, Minnesota, oh, and four. So, I mean, literally on any given night, you, you can lose in the Big Ten. This is by far the best conference top to bottom in college basketball. It is an absolute MMA fight <laughs> every single time you take the, feet, the court. So how does this basketball team – are they going to – if they are or if they are a couple games within striking distance by the end of the season, I will be happy. Right. That, mean, that means you're an NCAA team. You're somewhere around 20 wins. They're 10-5 and five right now. They need to get to around, I, I believe, 20 wins and be somewhere in the top nine in the conference, and you're going to go to the NCAA. But I, I could see them around fourth or fifth. I mean, it, it's possible. 
Yeah, but you know, like we were saying, you got it's like Zed Key's got to come back, and I really we we need Tanner Holden or somebody to step up their scoring some more because I mean that's just not happening with him, and I thought he would be huge for us this year. Even you know, even if he could give us twelve points, that well, he's would the he's the biggest let, he's the biggest letdown on this team right now, in my opinion. It's Cedric Russell all over again. <laughs> it sure feels like that, except Cedric Russell had a little bit more of a higher upside, I think, than Tanner Holden did. But it is it is um, it is flabbergasting to me to have watched this kid dominate like he did. Now I understand the conference was lesser talented, but he did it against really good teams up and through up into the NCAA tournament, man. Right. See, and I was thinking he, the same. <laughs> and then he comes to Ohio State. And he is lost. Like he's obviously he obviously has no alpha dog in him. Right. Yeah. That's part of the problem. He's a, a scorer that's not even looking to score. He should be shooting, you know, fifteen shots at least a game. Every yeah. game. Yeah, and here's what's crazy. When he gets the ball in his hands, I watched it today. He is scared to death right now. He has lost complete confidence in his game. So I don't know if just getting beat at practice by by freshmen is what's caused it, or he was just timid to to start with. I I don't know like what's happening here, but that is going to be very interesting to see if he can pick up his his offensive game at all, because I thought coming off that big shot he made against Rutgers that right. that was going to be the turning turning point for him. It has not been, man. It's been anything but. He has di- digressed big time. Yeah, so I guess we're gonna have to throw down the gauntlet and put it on Roddy Gale to be that next guy up for the you know third or fourth scorer. No, oh, I, I would I would tell you if if I'm if I'm Holtman, I I trust Roddy Gale Jr. much more at this point right. with and the ball might, in his hands. You might as well play him more minutes than you do Holden because he's gonna be there longer. So and with Eugene Brown back, I, I don't I think his minutes get cut even more. Right. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, because I, I know you thought had big uh, ex- expectations for him. I, I, I thought he was going to come in and do great, but uh, you're right. He has just not been what, what I expected at all. He's only averaging 4.9 points per game. Oh, geez, that's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> like, it's not good at all. All right. Um, I'm just kind of moving along because I know you got things to do and I got to get back in here. Um, where do you think the Buckeyes will finish in, in the Big Ten? I mean, I know you kind of answered it, but just throw out a number. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, I think they finished fifth. Okay. I think they finished fifth in the Big Ten. That's where I kind of feel. And again, a lot of this has with it has to do with Zed Key coming back yep. and being healthy. Um, they were not the same basketball team today without him. They missed his leadership, his energy. I think that's one of the things that he brings to the to the to the court more than just about anybody else is his energy. It, right. It's it's kind of goofy and fun loving, you know the the finger guns, raise the roof, and and all of those things. But you could tell they missed that today. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like if. If he, uh, when he's done with basketball, he could always have a good career as a WWE wrestler with that charisma. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, let's, okay, so let's look at the schedule here real fast, the upcoming schedule, because that I think they have a very good opportunity, Monk. 
of getting things turned around. They go, they they come back home Thursday night and they host Minnesota, who's zero and four in the Big Ten. Nice. This is this is a get right game, okay? They go on the road next Sunday at Rutgers. That's going to be a revenge game. That's going to be very interesting because if they do not bring their A game, they will lose that one. Oh, yeah. Then then they come back on the road again Wednesday, the 18th, and they're at Nebraska. Now that I don't care, I don't care if you're playing Tiddlywinks University. If you're on the road in the Big Ten, it's it's a tough game. Now Nebraska almost beat uh, Purdue not too so long ago. They 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 better bring their A game, and then they're at home against Iowa the fo- uh, following Saturday. So if you take those four games, that four game block, if they, I feel like they should go three and one. Oh, I agree, they should go three and one. <laughs> if they go three and one there, now they're five and three in the Big Ten, and they probably are sitting right where I said they would be. At about four or five. All right. From there, the, the schedule gets difficult. Illinois, yes, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Northwestern, which is good. They're looking tough. <laughs> Their one loss right now is to us. All right. Yeah, um, they, they've been looking good. Michigan State, Iowa, Purdue. Oh, my gosh. That is a gauntlet. All right. And then and, you got Penn State, Illinois after that. Finish yep. it. Right? I mean, there's, there's, no easy, there's no easy games here. None. Can I tell you, Michigan State. Now that they're getting healthy, they're starting to look pretty good, pretty scary. Uh, so I I think if they can go two and one every three games, two and one, two and one, two and one, that's that's really good. Yeah, that's but, uh, that's a reasonable enough expectation. That's and they sure. need they need to do well at home. They cannot lose at home again. Now I know they lost you know to the number the. Well, it won't be the number one team anymore. A Houston will probably take that. But Purdue was the number one team, and they're definitely going to still be a, a top ten team. And you lost to them at home, and you and you really had that one one, in, in my opinion. Oh yeah, just like the North Carolina game should have won that one too. But <laughs> right, but it happens. But on the road, it's a different ball game. So, but that's why I say these home games are so important in the Big Ten. You have to. You have to hold serve at home, man. You can't you can't let someone come into your home gym and steal one from you. You have to win at home, and then if you can get lucky here or there on the road and win a few of them, now you're 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 setting yourself up to be successful. So, my expectations finish about fourth or fifth in the Big Ten, be within two two to three games there at the end of the season of the team that wins, go into the Big Ten championship and try to get some momentum he- heading into the NCAA tournament. That's my that's my goal for this team. All right, yeah, I'm right there with you. I figured fourth is what I said. And uh, it, it's just with the injuries, man, I, it's hard to say. <laughs> and I, I just don't even know what to think because they, like I said, they look so good at times and then just lost at others, so... They just uh, hopefully they can get some consistency and get healthy, and I, I think they can be a contender if they're healthy at the right time and clicking. <clears throat> but they've they've played. If you play Purdue as well as you did, I mean, you can play with anybody. They can play with anybody. It's just a matter of of uh, you know a few things falling their way and them taking care of the basketball and knocking down shots. Right and finishing the games yep <laughs> so all right well last before we get out of here i just got to give another shout out to the women's team 17 and 0 
it's uh, I think it's the best that any women's team in Ohio State history has started off a season. So it's pretty impressive. <clears throat> and their freshman is playing lights out. That Cody McMahon. They she are. Had, she had 22 today. They are the real deal, dude. <laughs> no, absolutely. Just imagine when J.C. Sheldon comes back. That'll just make him that much better. Cause she is awesome. <clears throat> so, all right. Well, everyone, thank you as always for your, your support. We appreciate it. Keep calm. Buckeye on. Good night, everybody. Oh, come, let's sing, oh, highest praise and songs through rain while our hearts rebounding thrill and joy which death alone can still summer's heat Oh, winter's cold, the seasons pass, the years will roll. Time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship.